Welcome to the Week in IndyCar interview show. Who do we have? Well, he is a sky-high drink of British excellence. Also known as my brother, my dear friend, the Stefan Wilson. Steph, going to say a quick thank you as always to Cooper Tires and the Justice Brothers and TorontoMotorsports.com for supporting what we do and our newest partner in Discount Tires, who are a big part this season of the USF Championships presented by Cooper Tires. More than anything, you are presented to us by fine, fine work by doctors at the uh, good old Methodist Hospital in Indianapolis after that very unfortunate crash, you being hit from behind, no fault of your own, and having some damage done to your back that took you out of competing in this year's Indy 500 in your Dry and Reinbold race in Cusick Motorsports Chevy and your 27 sponsors involved with that. But <laughs> you told me that you just had a checkup, so I thought perfect time to do a catch-up, see how you're doing, and let the many folks who really expressed so much love for you in May hear about how you're doing a little bit, uh, what, about uh, one month out from that surgery. Yeah, thanks, Marshall. It's great to be uh, chatting with you today. You know, um, it's yeah, exactly. We're four weeks on since the surgery um, that took place in Indy. Um, so yeah, it, it's been really kind of eye-opening to see the progress that has been made in those four weeks. Um, at the you know the first couple of days after the surgery, it was so difficult to even just get out of bed. Um, just the you know all that uh, mobility was just lost. Um, so it was pretty humbling at the time to kind of realize how much your back <laughs> actually contributes to just so many everyday functions that you don't even think about. And then the progress since then, just slowly getting that mobility back, being able to walk, uh, being able to go upstairs, you know, easily being able to get sit down and, and stand back up, you know, just those little things that you take for granted that um, were lost and, and now are coming back to me. So every day just gets a little bit better. I was able to go on a, a walk last week, walked on my usual run route, uh, was able to cover four and a half miles um, just walking. Um, so that was nice to be able to get those everyday functions back. And um, I'm excited to see now like the progress as we move forward, you know, the, the, one month checkup was today and you know, the doctors looked at all the x-rays and everything is doing exactly what it's supposed to be doing, um, which is the good news. And we've got sort of almost past that risk of infection point. So that's sort of the big concern is not having any setbacks. And so far we haven't had that. So yeah, a lot of positives, a lot, a lot to be uh, grateful for and, you know, just um, itching to get back to working out and training and, trying to put uh, you know the program together again for 2024. Tell me about physical therapy. Tell me about your amazing wife, Katie, of course, having to uh, help, your, uh, help yourself doing some things. Obviously, as you mentioned, you're continuing to build strength and get more of that uh, autonomy back. But tell me about those two sides, because I know uh, instead of just doing the gym tan laundry routine that you normally do. Um, <laughs> your, uh, your dear wife and family have, have certainly been there supporting you as you've been going through physical rehab as well. 
Yeah, no, my wife's been there. Um, she's been a real trooper, you know, to have to put up with me and, um, you know, not always in the best of spirits because you just, you know, I'm, I'm a proud person. I don't want to have people doing stuff for me, you know? So, um, you know, it's always, it's, it's difficult to, to, I'm, I'm not going to say I'm the easiest person to, to care for, but she's, uh, she's really taken good care of me and helped me, uh, on this, this journey back to recovery. Um, and then, you know, just, uh, yeah, the, uh, I can't thank all the, the doctors and the nurses and the surgeons that worked on me really. I mean, it was a, three-hour surgery and install two titanium rods in my back and eight screws and just look at the x-rays today the screws just look so massive <laughs> so it's uh it's kind of like wild to, to know that that's now um a part of me um you know but um you know it like i said it's all all progressing the right way and you know um you know, the doctors are happy with what they see with the progress. So, you know, they're expecting about three months I'll be in this brace for. So that's another two more months from today. And then um, from there, you know, it'll be then I'll start recovering more of the physical fitness after that three-month point and start working out a little bit more, doing a little bit more normal activities to, to train and, and get back the strength. And then uh, by January, I should be cleared to get back in a car. So, um yeah, I can't wait to, for that day to, to get back in, into a race car and you know, get back to Indy. Any nervousness about that, Steph? I know it's a little ways away, getting back into a car, and whether it's a road no. course or wherever, bouncing around and such, but uh, is that way in your mind at all, or do you see that as, like, freedom? Yeah, no, I mean, I think um, had, you know, you, you always, you know, when you see a big accident in Indy, um, yeah, I think back to like four days crashing qualifying that year and then Colton's crash last year, you know, it really shakes, shakes you up um, because you lose control and it's more of the, why did I lose control that bothers you? Cause then you don't know it happens so quick when you do lose the rear like that, that you're kind of like, what, what went wrong there? And then if you don't know what went wrong, then you can't be sure of like if, when it's going to happen again. Whereas my accident sort of, didn't there was nothing that was unknown there was no mystery about it like it it why it happened was pretty apparent um don't text and, and drive was, kids that's all i'm saying don't text and drive there's there nothing that i did so from that standpoint it's made it a little bit easier to sort of overcome that like concern of getting back in a car because you know it actually the impact didn't seem like too bad um you know, straight away that pain hit me in the back. So I kind of, not going to say it wasn't painful, but it wasn't like, you know, I kind of expected maybe it to be too, ex the experience of it to be maybe worse. So um, from that standpoint, I'm, I'm sort of like, no big deal. Let's just get back in the car, you know, but obviously I've got to let everything heal. Um, there's a bit of bone graft in there as well. So that's got to like take, and that takes, that's, that's the thing that there, um, there's, going to take the longest to sort of heal is that so that's kind of why it's such a long recovery prognosis is six months because um really they suggested more like nine months but you know i think by six months i'm young i'm healthy um i should be in a good spot and they just have to do a scan and make sure that bone graft is fully taken but yeah no um from a concern standpoint or a and trepidation standpoint again back in the car there's there's not i um 
I uh, I know what happened and know that I did you know, nothing wrong on my side. So that's that's what helps me. Let's close on this, Steph. So I've been fortunate, unfortunate to know you and love you for a really long time, like a little brother, as you are to many of us. And it's not because you're young necessarily, but just known you. <laughs> We've all loved you. We all, all care for you and, and, and whatnot. Haven't had the chance, though, in your IndyCar career to be present enough, right, full season after full season, for the full fan base to get to know you, right? Obviously done multiple Indy 500s, did the Baltimore street race back, making your debut, but you haven't had the opportunity to be someone that everybody that loves IndyCar has come to know this year through your crash, through your efforts to recover, get back to the track, to then see the team, um, see Graham Rahal, right? Family friend who deputized for you amazing story there a lot of folks that maybe knew your name but didn't know you or your story didn't know that they really should root for you just even if everything is going perfectly a lot of folks got to know stefan wilson this year and we saw outpouring of love on the ground and coming in across social media you name it like never before Tell me about this and what that's meant to you. I have to believe it's been an inspiring thing as well, but uh, like never before, the world of IndyCar racing, especially in and around the Indy 500, I think a lot of folks got someone they're going to root for every time uh, he lines up for the month of May. Yeah, no, uh, it, the support was like seriously overwhelming. There was so uh, so many people reaching out on social media that – on uh, on Twitter and what have you, you know, and then all the people signing the the banner and the uh, and the track, you know. So definitely that that was um, definitely a big boost in my spirits. And there's days when I was struggling to get out of bed um, that it let me know that um, people actually cared that I I um, and wanted to see me come back, you know. So um, that meant a lot to me and it meant a lot to my and my family really you know so um definitely definitely it pushes me it encourages me to to uh make this recovery and get back to uh to the 500 next year um you know and i've i've always you know felt a lot of support you know um just from the the fans that were more justin's fans that you know um sort of passed on to me and or, or now cheer for me because of justin but i mean they got to see a little bit more of me this month. Um, I think we had a, a really strong month going, you know, qualifying wasn't um, the best that we could do, but I think up to then we, we looked really racy in the race trim, you know, I was multiple days, you know, hanging around with Joseph, uh, spending laps around him and swapping positions and swapping positions with him. And Dixie was like probably the, the highlight of the month in, in race trim. So, I think we felt really good about the race car and it's just such a shame that we didn't get to show that on race day, you know, um, and, and kind of have a shot to run up front. I think that would have, um, you know, sort of really, you know, cemented that, um, I was, that I, that I belonged, you know, and that's sort of really what I'm shooting to try and do and getting the, these opportunities, you know, to, to come and race the 500 is, 
you know, I don't take it for granted. I mean, you know, I raced 2018 and then 2019 and 2020, I'm sat on the sidelines and I really didn't think after 2020 that there was going to be an opportunity for me to make it back and race in this race that I put so much effort into each year. And um, I've been very fortunate. And, you know, now having those experiences being on the sidelines sort of is what um, gives me extra motivation, you know, and gives me that fuel because it's, you, you know, I'm not just coming in here and just, oh, yeah, I'm missing the 500. It's like I, it really means something to me. So, um, And you, you also know, saw how much it, it meant and you mean to Don Cusick as well and his wife. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you, Don really was the one that um, gave me the opportunity to come back and, and get have these opportunities to race in the 500. So, you know, him and uh, Don Cusick of Cusick Motorsports and – even Dennis Reinbold, the driver Reinbold, them sort of coming together and, and you know putting me in the car was um, as you know sort of uh, it, it's been huge for my career and you know I'm just grateful for that to have their support and looking forward to, to the future with those guys. You know, another thing that I love seeing was not only were your mom and dad there and some of their friends <laughs> and they're fiercely protective of you. Uh, <laughs> how's this? I'm glad the conversations had in the hospital room stayed there. Now, granted, had folks been able to hear them, oh, that'd be some of the spiciest stuff ever. Uh, and, and you'd be an all-time legend of social media if those things ever made uh, public. But I love how unwaveringly supportive and, and protective they are of you. Not a surprise. Just it's beautiful to see um, uh Julia's there. Your niece, uh, Jess is there. She's all smiles and trying to to bring you cheer and love and whatnot. And again, your wife and her family, like private stuff that folks didn't get to see, obviously at the racetrack. But man, seeing how much love is waiting for you and how I mean that even that atrocious piece of humanity known as Andrews Crone. <laughs> Right, uh, you almost needed like a deluxe size hospital room because it was packed with people. Just again, wanting to not only show you the love, but just make sure that uh, you felt everything, all the warmth and, and energy they could bring to help get you through this. So that too, brother, is just a, a beautiful thing yeah. for sure. No, I, 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 you know, the uh, sort of overlook a little bit the toll it takes on on the family members, you know, because, you know, having experienced what we've experienced as a family and it's very easy for me to just get back in a race car and focus on what I do. And that's just what we do, you know, but, um, for the people sitting on the sidelines, um, like my mom and, uh, like my wife and even Julia and Jess, you know, it's, it's definitely hard on them and it's not something that's, that's lost on me. Um, so that was that was probably the most difficult part was having having to have them see me in that situation. Um, you know, you kind of want to just uh, be strong and just like no, it's, it, you know, uh, you you don't want them to see you in that sort of position, having already been through what they've been through. So I uh, yeah, the, their support is is huge, and I um, I know I definitely put them through the ringer a little bit with you know continuing to do what I do, but that's that's what I. That's what I, uh, that's what I do. You know, that's what I, I love doing and 
racing the Indy 500 and trying to pursue winning it. You know, that's that's the whole, that's the goal, and that's what I'm focused on and committed to. You know, so um, that you know, like you like you said, it's it was uh, nice to have that support. Going to close on this, maybe the most important question I've asked you all year long. Where'd all that candy go? Where'd all that just true stomach destroying <laughs> nasty was, candy? How much of it did you eat? How much did you give it away? How much did you just throw into the garbage? I was wondering when you were going to bring up this. You know, yes. The, the, the so Marshall Pruitt spent a hundred. Was it one hundred twelve dollars yeah. on some just crazy items like you even got you see lingerie wilson did, so don't yep. forget that well i mean i'm wearing that right now so <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> good as you should <laughs> um yeah no it's uh, really good for the recovery of that um you know i you know it's if you can't picture this imagine when you go into these uh gas stations and you see like just the odd rack of just just miscellaneous just crap let's just describe it as that and just stuff that you're like wow like why is that in a gas station and what is it <laughs> and uh that was that was uh you spent 112 dollars on that rack um but there was some good stuff i i did eat the reese's peanut butter cups i did uh partake in eating those um there was a twix in there oh um so i did eat the twix and the rest, oh, you, Anders ate that pickled the sausage, red, whatever. Red sausage was. bullet was, thing. Yeah, it looked like it had all the dyes that you don't want to be eating these days. It um, might have been a pure a block, uh, a sausage shaped oh, block of pure dye. I think it might have been. It was so luminescent red. It looked like <laughs> it had been just radiated. Um, yeah, like in every the, every like Marvel movie, there's the origin story yeah. where they get blasted by gamma rays. I think there's a superhero too that's been made having been irradiated by that thing. And that could be Ender's crow now. Oh yeah. wow! So, you know, I'm, I'm hearing he's lifting lifting more weights than usual. So he's up to fat. seven pounds. He's curling seven yeah. pounds right now, more than ever. We got to get him a cape. Oh my goodness! Uh, so yeah, no, that's. Uh, that that was the rest of it. We actually just gave to the nurses, and there was some good stuff in there. Like there was some Swedish fish, there was some knockoff brand Swedish fish, and you know <laughs> Belgian um, I'm fish. I'm sure the nurses, yeah, will, yeah, Bel- French fish. Um, so yeah, I'm sure the, the the nurses ate that, ate whatever they could find out of that, and then gave the rest out as well. So it got distributed around the hospital. I'm pretty sure. So okay, you know, it was uh, appreciated. Um, yeah, the, the lingerie um, did not make it back to Colorado. That, uh, that may have stayed in the hospital, too. You wore it out in the hospital, Wilson. I love it. That's the best news. <laughs> I could not believe you found the in a gas station. That was the biggest shock of probably the whole month was seeing seeing that. I was like, what? Yep. What? Um, that was wild. And the other highlight of the month, I will say, this made me chuckle so much, uh, was the video of you on pit lane. I think it was on day one and the timing for me and Anders to ride by you on the scooters and just, you know, um, mess up your video was just epic. Yeah. I mean, that was, 
that was awesome. We we actually pulled up that video a few times and have laughed to it. So good, was- and and we finally got to declare. Well, I, again, I can't say it anymore because he <laughs> ate that no, thing. But exactly, uh, uh, human waste receptacle uh, <laughs> is, is the, the alternate version of, of Anders Crone. The crazy uh, thing is, we, me and Anders have talked about it. People are actually going to believe you and, and not realize you're you're just joking. Am I <laughs> they're though? Gonna like, they're going to see Anders Crone in public and be like, "Oh, I don't want to don't want to talk Am to that I? guy." Am so. I? Yeah, I. I've, what do they say? You know the. You know you the, love him. You, you know you love him, Marshall. Uh, comedy is, you know, every every joke is a little bit of truth in it. There might be a lot in that one. Uh, just a terrible human being, but you know it's okay. We'll uh, so, we accept everybody. <laughs> You're hilarious, man. Well, you know, um, thanks for having me on, dude. And, uh, you know, again, just shout out to all the fans out there. Thank you. Thank you for this all support and the message me and, and being a fan. It means a lot. And um, hopefully I can uh, do you all proud next year and, and uh, have a, a trouble-free month.